Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. For the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at what it takes to have the kind of church that grows exponentially. We looked at the, at the beginning of this study at the first church in the book of Acts, how uh, as Peter stood up and preached on Pentecost Sunday, uh, Pentecost Day uh, there that 3,000 were added to the number of uh, believers there in Jerusalem. And then uh, from that point on, it, it, every time it speaks about people being added to their uh, numbers, that they multiplied. They didn't just add, they multiplied. And uh, we've been talking about the kind of church that it takes to be the a church that multiplies, not just simply adds. And of course, we want to be that kind of church, not just so that we can have a big name for Mount Olive Baptist Church. It's not that we want to uh, do that so we can brag about what we've done and the things that we've accomplished, but rather so that we might be the kind of church that God wants us to be. It's it's all about uh, fulfilling God's desire in our lives and being the kind of church that God can use in this world today and in this community, being the kind of church that has more than just a, a an effect on people that are coming, but an effect on people in our community, in our state, in our nation, in our world. And to think about the fact that that's what God calls us to do, not just simply be a small country church that has a few people coming and to have enough people to come to, to keep our doors open. That's not the expectation of God. God's expectation for us is that we might reach the world for Him and to share His message throughout the world. And that's God's desire for us and that's what we should desire in us more than just simply getting by with having enough people here, but rather that we might have the kind of church that is uh, magnetic to other people, that, that draws people in, that, that, ha- that we're the kind of place where people could care less if we're uh, a church or Southern Baptist or that, uh, that we're uh, you know, a historic church, but rather that we have what they're looking for. We have the message of Jesus Christ and that is fulfilling their lives. And that we have the answers to the questions that they have deep down inside of them and that we are a place where they can find those answers for their lives. And so we talked about, first of all, about having this kind of love that goes beyond the expectations of the world, a crazy kind of love, a love that is so dramatic that uh, that uh, it goes beyond what the world conceives of in terms of love, especially what is expected of, of people and what is expected of uh, churches even. Uh, a crazy kind of love that cares for other people, a sacrificial love we learned. 
the kind of love that Jesus has for us, we're to emulate within us and within our church. And the wonderful thing about these sermons, that these, uh, these studies that we've been doing are these are things that we can do in ourselves. We don't have to wait for the rest of the church to get on board. If you want to be the kind of uh, person that God can use, you can make these decisions in and of yourself. You know, it, you know it'd be great if the whole church had this attitude and we had a, a church where people were uh, uh, so eager that you had to be here 30 minutes to an hour early just to get a place to sit and that we had so many people that uh, instead of putting chairs away somewhere else, we were pulling in chairs uh, because we had to have extra places to sit, that we had so many people here that it... it it, you know, it's a sad thing when our church is packed out for a funeral, but, but on Sunday, you know, there's plenty of places to sit. We want to be the kind of church where it's so packed out in here that we have to put uh, chairs in the aisles, that there's standing room only, and, and we have to open the windows so people can listen in. Wouldn't that be, you know, you think I'm crazy, but that's the kind of place that God wants us to be. We want, uh, we need to have, and it, it has nothing to do with me, but it has everything to do with what God is doing in us. And the first thing is, is that we each individually have a sacrificial kind of love, a love that goes beyond uh, the world's expectations. Secondly, we saw in ourselves, uh, in uh, what is necessary to be in our church, what? Does anybody remember? I got so caught up talking about love that I, uh, I've drawn a blank. So, does anybody remember what was what did it, what what was it that we talked about last Sunday night? Come on, come on. Nobody remembers. But we're not that affected. <laughs> That was morning. It was it was about the word of God. It was about having a kind of church where we are straight talkers about the word of God, that we share the God's love, God's word, clear, concisive. We don't muddle God's Word. We don't make God's Word to say something it doesn't say. We're not, uh, we don't read a verse in the Bible and, and then have a homily along with it that has nothing to do with that Scripture. We don't simply read a verse because that's what's required and then we sit and talk for, for an hour or 30 minutes to an hour on what was seen on TV last night or uh, the latest uh, thing that's going on in at the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever else. We're, we come here and we share the Word of God. The Word comes alive because of the fact that we study God's Word we share God's Word and we uh, share what it says and we don't uh, try and manipulate it to say anything else. We are students of God's Word and we devote ourselves to sharing the Word of God truthfully and faithfully. That's missing in so many churches, missing in so many places. Um, how many times have you uh, uh, turned on to watch somebody 
uh, preach on TV even, and they're just going on and on and on, and, and, and it has nothing to do with the Scripture that they read. Or it, uh, they're going on and on. Uh, there's a real problem in a lot of churches where they're talking about a lot of uh, social issues and nothing about what God's Word says, but what they think God's Word would say or what Jesus would say about social issues, about uh, uh, the fact that uh, we're to be more than what's going on in our social... You know, there, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of churches that are, are calling themselves churches, but they don't share the Word of God. And, and the, the primary focus of the Word of God is what? on our sin and need of a Savior, Jesus Christ coming to be that Savior for us, dying on the cross for our sins, not just simply dying, but having victory over death in the grave, raising bodily on the third day, and ascending into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. That is the primary focus of the Scripture. And that ought to be the primary focus of every uh, uh, study of God's Word, every sermon that's preached, is the sharing of the gospel message found in the Scriptures. Tonight we come to a new passage of Scripture. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 with me. This is the third aspect of what we need to have in this church in our lives not just you know hey uh, if again if we can't have it in our whole church let's at least begin within ourselves begin in our own lives it says moreover brethren we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia how <coughs> excuse me <coughs> How then in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liber uh, liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. So let me just give you some of the backstory about what's going on. Paul here is writing to the church at Corinth and he's talking to them and he's writing to them about uh, um, a need, a great need. What's happening is, is that uh, in Jerusalem, there's a great poverty. There's a great need. There's a, a great uh, burden because of uh, 
We don't know really what it is. There's several different theories. First of all, there's a theory of uh, what uh, was seen in Acts where uh, large numbers of people were coming into Jerusalem because they they were looking at it being the end times and they wanted to uh, to be there in Jerusalem when uh, uh, the return of the Messiah was uh, taking place. And so many older um, Jews were coming back from exile and coming to Jerusalem so that they could die there. And uh, this was seen in the fact that there was a great number of widows of Hellenistic and uh, Jewish widows and the necessity of, of the, the uh, disciples picking out deacons to serve those um, uh, those women who were widows that were coming there. Uh, their basic desire was to be there in Jerusalem uh, where they might die and be able to be buried there in Jerusalem. Um, there's another aspect, another theory in that uh, as was seen in the early churches, they were gathering together for fellowship. Uh, the Bible tells us that they were living in a communal uh, situation in which uh, they were selling their own possessions and, and coming together and breaking bread and giving uh, as was needed from the sale of their property. And the idea is, is that this form of communal living had getting gotten so great and so large at, with the influx of new believers that it got to be where it was unmanageable and they uh, no longer had the funds available to be able to distribute it to those who were in need. And so Paul was writing to ask for uh, additional offerings to be sent to Jerusalem so that uh, the believers there, the poor there, could be assisted. Uh, there's uh, a couple of other theories in that uh, it, Paul was referring to uh, the fact that the church was growing and, and uh, the need was so great because the ministry was expounding so much that there was a need for an offering to come back to Jerusalem because uh, that was where the, the, the efforts of the global ministry was focused and so there was a need to, to have an offering sent to Jerusalem to help with the managing of the ministry. There, there's several different theories, but regardless, Paul is talking and... Uh, all those are our theories, so don't take that as in terms of gospel. But uh, what is known is, is that Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, a church that he helped to start, a church that he's ministering to, writing to them about a great need of, of the Jewish, uh, of the poor in Jerusalem. It could be uh, uh, one last theory I want to pose to you is, is that the ministry there in Jerusalem was trying to reach out to those who were poor and impoverished and in need uh, and had nothing to do with uh, the believers being poor, but there were poor uh, people there in Jerusalem that they were trying to minister to and, and there was a great need. So they were calling for everyone to uh, to send in an offering is uh, uh, to, to help with the poor and the needy there, the ministry that was growing. Um, regardless, Paul is writing saying, please uh, uh, consider 
being generous. And in, ver- in chapter 8, he points to a church, uh, the churches in Macedonia. This is in particular, uh, if you want to read more in detail about these churches that Paul is mentioning, he's, he's men- mentioning the churches in Macedonia. And uh, one notable church in Macedonia is the church at Philippi, which you can read about in Philippians. If you turn over to Philippians, you can read about uh, how Paul, especially in uh, Philippians chapter 1, uh, talks about how they're so generous in their giving. And, and what Paul here is doing is he's writing uh, to the church at Corinth about the generosity of these churches that are in Macedonia. And listen to the way in which he talks about the and and this is the characteristic that we're discussing tonight about a generosity of giving, of doing for others, of helping. And one of the things that is uh, uh, magnetic about a church that will draw people in is when a church comes together and is and, and eagerly desires to help other people. And, and listen to what Paul says about uh, this, this ministry of helping others. He says, uh, Moreover, and brethren, we do to wit of, of grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction and uh, the abundance of their joy and of their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Well, that's a mouthful to read it that way. But what basically Paul is saying is, is that the churches in Macedonia were of uh, they were sharing the grace of God bestowed upon them, in that they were sharing not out of an abundance. They were sharing. A, their great desire was is to help people in their poverty, their own poverty. These, these churches in Macedonia were impoverished, and yet they yearned to help other people. They desired greatly to help other people. He says, uh, out of the, abund- uh, the affliction, the abundance of their joy. So in the midst of their affliction, in the midst of their tribulation, in the midst of their difficulty and great trials, they abundantly shared the joy that was within them. Um, and out of their deep poverty, uh, they showed the riches of their liberality. They shared, first of all, out of, not out of their abundance, but out of their poverty. Secondly, uh, that they, their giving was an outpouring of the joy that they found in Christ Jesus. The joy that was found in giving. The joy that was found in doing for others. The joy... Uh, their joy was made complete in helping other people in spite of their deep poverty, in spite of their deep uh, need, they were able to be rich in their giving, their liberality, their giving to others. It says, so much so, he says, I bear witness to this, that they... Uh, were willing to give so much so that they begged. They begged for the privilege to give. 
you know, we live in one of the richest nations in the world. Our bottom 10% of those uh, living in, of 10% of wealth in this nation are wealthier than than many of the 10% of the rest of the world, as some places in the world. We are blessed greatly. We're not blessed more than anywhere else in the world, but we are blessed more than a lot of other places in the world. Our, our, uh, so much so that, that we have food that's, that's it's amazing. We have food that's just thrown out uh, because there's too much food coming in. And yet we have a heart and get this, we give more to those in need than much of the rest of the world. Our nation is one of the most generous in the world. But we're generous out of our abundance most times. We're generous out of our abundance of wealth. Paul here is talking about a desire to give even in the midst of deep poverty. These churches in Macedonia gave while they were being persecuted, while they were in poverty themselves, they desire. And what this is saying is, is, Paul is saying he is taking great stock in the fact that it's not that they gave the most. It was that they gave the most compared to the amount of wealth that they had. Out of percentage of what they had, they were very liberal in their giving. And they... He says, praying with us with much entreaty that they uh, that we would receive the gift. He said, the people, the churches in Macedonia, were begging that, that that Paul would take the gift and give it to those who are in need, and take up uh, the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. Their desire was to help those who were in need. He says in verse five, and this they did, not as we had hoped but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. He says, next, they gave not just simply uh, monetarily, he says, they gave of themselves. They gave beyond expectation. More than just... And look, in our nation, and it is so easy for so many people in so many places... To, just, to hear about a need and they just say, okay, and then they pull out the checkbook and write a check and, and tear it out and they think they've been just so generous in the fact that they're able to give a lot of money. And it is generous. But for many, that's the easy route out. The more difficult task is, is to give of yourself. Many times what's the best gift that you could possibly give is of your own time, your own talents, your own efforts, more so than even money. And Paul said this, these churches gave not just of an abundance of what they had, as meager as it was, but they gave of themselves. And they were giving not as if they were giving to others, they gave unto the Lord. They gave unto us by the will of God. 
So we need to be a church that abounds in generosity. It shows a clear caring for people when we're generous, not just with that which we have in an abundance, but that we have a desire to, to help and to give even when we have nothing. Paul said these churches in Macedonia that he's holding up as an example did just that. He says, even so much, in verse 6, look what he says, even so much that we desired Titus that he, uh, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Paul here is saying, look, uh, it's his desire, not just that, that they see the example of what these churches were doing in Macedonia, but that this kind of giving would be infectious amongst others. And I think that that's part of, of this uh, kind of giving is, is that we're not just simply generous, but that we teach others to be generous as well. That we teach others the joy of giving and the joy of, of trying to, uh, to outgive God, quote unquote. You know, God gives above and beyond anything that we could ever hope to have in our life. And this is once again learning to have a characteristic of God, of having, taking on an attribute of, of, of God who calls us to be grafted into the family. And as, as we see in children that, you know, you look at a child and you see red hair and you know right away that that's a child of these parents that have nothing but red hair in their family. Or uh, you see someone who's just gifted and talented in a sport, and you know for a fact that uh, they're a child of someone who uh, was gifted and talented in sports in their young age, or somebody that's just gifted as an artist. And uh, you know, you can see clearly the parents and the children. And, and that's what we're supposed to be as well. As we are grafted in the family of God, we're to take on the attributes of God, to, uh, to, that we're to put on the new flesh, as Paul says. Take on the attributes that God uh, bestows upon us and have the fruit of the Spirit. Have this, and having this desire to, to be generous with what God has blessed you. And so much so that you share it with others and show that same... Uh, it's, a, it's a portrayal of the grace of God. Paul says in verse 7, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. Paul equated this generosity with the grace that God gives of giving beyond, above and beyond, beyond what is expected, giving of himself. He saw this as a portrayal of God's grace and that we should have the same kind of grace within us that we would, would, you know, what is grace? But giving that which is not deserved, right? And, and having the kind of love that where we, we look, 
we're all eager right now to, to pull out the checkbook and help out people that are flooded over there in North Carolina and South Carolina. We're all willing to pull out the checkbook and help out and give, give you know, dig deep when there's, you know, earthquake over there in Puerto Rico or uh, or Dominican Republic or or down there in Haiti and you know where you know people's lives have been ravaged by a natural disaster we're all eager to do that kind of thing we ought to have a desire to give to show the grace of God give not just simply because someone is in great dire straits but giving of ourselves giving of our uh, giving of, of that which we little ha- uh, that little that we have giving being willing to give knowing that God gives all things to us and so for us to be that kind of church we need to be a church that uh, has a desire to abound in the grace of God abound in his great love abound in the kind of giving that God gave towards us if we have that kind of church, I believe that people all around will see us not as just an easy mark to come and get uh, something that they don't deserve. But even if they do, that the grace of God would be seen in what we do, not because we are gullible, but because we're giving because we want to portray the love of God. That we give as a portrayal of what Christ has given us. That we give of ourselves as Jesus Christ gave of Himself for us. Let's pray.